Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy, Toasty. Toasty, tonight we are finishing up our Season 2 recap with Episode 8. And I know you just watched it again because I saw your uh, comment about how freaking badass this episode is. Are you ready? Nope. Are you almost ready? I should clean my glasses, but yes. Okay, I'm almost ready. <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> I've seen little smudges. It's not. It's not good. It's very distracting. <laughs> Testy with his his uh, ADD or whatever it is you have. Um, ADHD. ADHD. What is some assortment of letters? DLL shipping service. Um, hey. But welcome everybody back to the Witcher Lorecast. I'm glad you guys are tuning in. This is it. We are finally at the end of season two's recaps. We're going to be going over all the all the interesting details about this episode as Toasty cleans his glasses live on the Excellent, podcast. Yeah. And for those of you who are tuning in live on the show, it's Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Twitch and on YouTube, both on the Robots Radio channels for each of those. And you get to watch Toasty clean his glasses as we do this. But I'm sure that's exciting. But you know what is more exciting, Toasty? Actually, talking about the episode. Actually talking about The Witcher. But So why don't we just dive right in? I guess. I guess. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. We'll All just right. we'll just do the show. Why don't we why don't we just do that? Yeah. Um Oh, and and by the way, I'm sorry to roll over things right at the beginning. We we were having a hard time starting the episode because we were talking at the beginning of this episode about the reveal that happened at the end of the last episode. So if you tuned out right at the end of the last episode, right after the end credits, there was a little extended section which you may not have heard where we realized that one of our patron members up to their donation and pushed us over the $250 limit, which means that Toasty is going to dye his hair. And we were discussing it with our, our live chat right before the show started. Toasty hasn't been able to do it yet, but he now we've we've taken the funds, the, the all the patron money we've deposited into the bank account. He has money to go buy the dye, the hair dye, the bleach, whatever he needs. And... I'm assuming by next week, Toasty, that we're going to see some beautiful, beautiful white locks coming off of that head. He's, he's shrugging again. This is wonderful <laughs> audio content, um, but it's going to you're going to be as handsome as as Geralt of Rivia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. OK, anyway, so let's get into the episode. So where do we start? Uh, okay, cool. So there's like a little center part that I'm just going to go through. I kind of, <laughs> I kept most of the other stuff together because most of it's in the same place. I kind of split this up a little differently. We got, we got everything at Cairmorin. We got everything at Centra. And then at the very end, I decided to do a last bit. That's just the concluding parts of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. kind of don't fit into anything else they get confusing and we'll, so that'll be at the end of both parts so we'll start with centra um very small little part um we we see that uh, phil Evandril and francesca are still mourning you know the death of their child uh that they had for a day as you uh, do because that's super and, tragic yeah sure yep. and uh and dara's uh kind of telling them about how he's been he was a spy the whole time um and 
how he guesses that Redania came after them and uh, how sorry he is for, you know, spying on them, which they don't hold a grudge. You know, he was just trying to like survive, which is um, they're like super quick to just be like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, whatever. Okay. But Redania sucks. Yeah. They, they're, and they're like, they they're don't like a thousand percent sure that Redania hates them because they're elves, which to yeah. be fair. But they were like super quick to be like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Dara. We don't hate your guts, which lucky for him. But man, they like for being as mournful and spiteful as they feel against people who are like out to get them. They definitely didn't have it in for him here. Yeah. Well, uh, Francesca's like, uh, by the way, give me some horses because we're out of here. We're we're done with this. We're not doing this anymore. Um and then later on, we see Frangilla, who's expressing her concerns about Francesca leaving and what that means. And, uh, you know, she's worried because Francesca's her friend and Kair's like, you need to quit acting. You, you need to, like, throw this friend thing to the side and use this to our advantage and basically take take a, a, a responsibility for the death of the child and say that that was just in your plan to get them to get back to the point of like willing to die for Nilfgaard rather than searching for a reason to live because that was what they were going to do. They were like, we had a baby. We don't need Nilfgaard anymore. Right. Take so, ownership of the opportunity this presents basically. Yeah. yeah. Which Francesca or not Francesca. Frangilla is very, there's a lot of F names. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. FR too. Yeah. Frangilla's, uh, not like she's not really great with it, but she realizes that she's also in a ton of trouble. So she's probably just, you know, she's like, all right, all right, whatever. Um, and then there's just a later part. Uh, I don't think they're in Cintra anymore. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe like Oxenford or something. They went somewhere in Redania probably. Um, and Francesca just straight marks a bunch of babies. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, my sense here is that they, they travel all the way North and mm-hmm. they decide to start murdering babies and yeah awesome this was like wonderful super dark like yeah i mean this is like biblical like uh you know god strikes uh egypt kind of dark you know yeah it was it it was pretty rough um so we're gonna move on to Kermorin, which is the uh like this is the 95 percent of the episode yeah yeah (laughs) So, uh, we get, we get Siri, uh, waking up in like her, her old room in Sintra, uh, to, a, a, an angry mouse sack, um, who's telling her how she's late for a nighting ceremony, 20 minutes late, uh, mm-hmm. which, I mean, this was kind of weird because we never saw mouse sack like this, like level of like bossing her around, which I guess he would have gotten to this point. I mean, he was like her tutor, you know, basically. So it was, mm-hmm. he would have been like this. We just never saw it. So it's really interesting to see him getting all angry with her. Like, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, when this moment in the show hit, like immediately, and we've seen moments like this happen before where you're like, okay, she's seeing a vision or a dream or something. Right. Cause we're seeing characters that we know are dead, mm-hmm. whatever. But we're, we're also seeing actors reprising their roles that weren't, standard like every episode actors and mm-hmm. uh from my viewing experience i'm uh, at this point in this episode i'm starting to go okay well how many of these other people are we going to see re reappear in this episode all of them the and answer is all of them. yeah and <laughs> we just like as the episode carries on it 
like this almost felt like a episode like a season one episode because mm-hmm. it's like everybody just starts parading back out yep we get we get literally everyone so yeah uh, uh and meanwhile while series in this kind of like dreamscape um volith mir is piloting her body around uh Karamoran. um she goes and finds her her knife that was kept in the armory um and just starts going around and killing a bunch of witchers in their sleep um yeah. which is tied back to the stories that we heard about her that vesemir was telling siri in one of the previous episodes about how the witchers like it, it took a, a group of witchers in order to contain her and so mm-hmm. you can tell that she's like this is vengeance for her she's she's taking her vengeance on them and this mm-hmm. also from like a meta perspective explains why they wrote in so many other witchers into the story that's true because yeah. she wouldn't have been able to take vengeance on a group of like I don't know, four or five witchers. <laughs> there wouldn't have been enough people to kill. Yeah. Which she's also, this is also to her advantage, which we'll get more into later. Um, uh, we see Geralt and Yennefer galloping back. Uh, just, Geralt's just like basically ignoring her and she's like yelling after him. Um, yeah. This it, is, this is the, this is the biggest disconnect into the travel portion of the show. Like this is one of the, the most highly contested, like teleportation moments without actual teleportation is this whole, like <clears throat> they just got on horses in Sintra and now all of a sudden they're in Caramoran and she was yelling at him for the entire trip. <laughs> like yeah, basically <laughs> like, <laughs> that trip would have taken a month on horseback, but they, they argued the whole way. And no, she just yelled after him and he ignored her <laughs> entire time. And yet somehow they arrived, you know, just like an hour later. Like what? They did they didn't camp either. There was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. There was no yeah. And it, like they they could have done there was there were so many ways they could have explained this in another way. They could have had somebody show up and teleport them over there or something, but they just didn't. And it's you know, did they think nobody would notice? Like, what's the deal? Like this, I don't know. It's such a silly thing not to have explained out in some other way, you know? Yeah. No. But whatever. Um, suspend your disbelief, Tom. That's, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah. Anyways, uh, Yin's trying to explain, you know, why she did what she did. Um, maybe for like the 80th time given the fact that she was yelling the whole way <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> um, and Geralt won't hear it for the 80th time, probably. <laughs> um, and he basically, he doesn't trust her anymore because, you know, she, she was, she was about to like basically sacrifice series. So he's not cool with that. Yeah. Um, Take your hands uh, off my kid. And uh, like I said, uh, Volodymyr is parading around in Siri, just like murdering witchers in their sleep. Um, she's about to get Vesemir when uh, Geralt shows up and uh, interrupts her and figures out that uh, that's not Siri. Um, so <laughs> they all kind of prepare for battle. Um or she she cuts Geralt in the face and runs off, um, and so they kind of have to prepare uh, to fight her, and they're also they got to go find her. Um, Vesemir is very upset about you know uh, I think Gawain 
uh, and I can't remember the other two's name, to be honest. They were mentioned for the first time in this episode, so they're really not important. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I only remember Gwen because it's an Easter egg. That's, that's the only reason. Right. right. Um, and uh, he's he's basically willing to do whatever it takes to get revenge for, for this, even killing Siri. Um, and Geralt's like, hey, we don't want to kill Siri. She's important, and we all care about her. Um, let's get, we need to get Volothmir out of her body so that she can be, uh, corporeal and we can trap her again, essentially. Um, which, uh, Vesemir is kind of like, eh, he's not, he's still not like a hundred percent on board. Um, it will save, we'll save the stuff for the discussion afterwards. Okay. Have a, have yeah, a, we we'll come back that. to that. Cause sure. I know you got opinions. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. And so uh Yan overhears this conversation, goes to get gas gear to to get his help. Um basically Yen wants to make like a potion because she doesn't have any magic, so she's gotta figure out how to make a potion to fix this. Um and <laughs> This whole time, Yaskir is not taking this stuff seriously, which is she's like, I need Jasper, uh, I need Golden Oriole, and he's like, Ariola, I'm pretty sure that has to do with nipples. And I was like, Yaskir, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this is a serious situation. Siri's possessed by a damn demon, essentially. Can we can we focus? Can we focus here? Um, which Yin, you know, kind of you know loses it for a moment and uh you know reveals how important it is for her to get siri back because she's the one that got her into this mess um so yaskier finally starts taking things seriously um back in the the dreamscape uh series back in central with all of her loved ones you got mousek uh kalanthi um you know, uh, random, random ass Martin that we saw in episode one. <laughs> right. We're going to see him again. Right. Uh, it, all these, this dude reprised his role as the dude that asked her for a dance. And that is it. <laughs> right. Can you imagine being that actor and getting that call being like, Hey, this is a, uh, these, this, we're in the production team for the Witcher show. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, wait, wait, you want me to come back and reprise the same role? What what am I doing? Am I doing something different? No, we want you to do exactly the same thing you did last time. Wait, um, the same scene? Yeah, but same. this time, uh, you series have different clothes. But right, series excited to dance with you this time, and you're actually going to dance a little bit. Oh, okay, sure. We'll <laughs> like, pay you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> It's such a weird thing. Yeah, it's only going to be like, like one or two days on set. Not even a That's different. <laughs> you're not even doing like at least Mousesack is doing a different like scene. Like you have to right. be angry, Mousesack. This dude is playing the same role <laughs> right. always. Um, and, and so yeah, Martin comes in. He asks her for a dance. She she's excited because obviously Siri's very happy to see Kalanthi back alive, Mousesack back alive, right. to be back in Citra because she she still thinks this is all real. Right. And that she like, you know, she had like a bad dream or something right. to feel um, like in a safe place with people who love her is just all of a sudden mm -hmm. so nice compared to what she's been through. It's and one of the things that I thought was really funny was that Kalanthi looks suspicious of Siri's good mood. But this is yeah. dreamscape. So it's like, yeah, 
What? Wait, why are you suspicious? Like, right. There's well, a because lot of personality in, the, yeah. in his dreamscape. Yeah, yeah, because the real Calanthe would respond to Siri being odd. You know, because that's not how Siri nor- would normally react in that situation. Volathmir pulling out all the stops. Um, yeah, man. Which is, yeah, I just thought that was funny detail. Um, yeah. The witchers go looking for her. Uh, Geralt finds her uh, at the medallion tree mm. and then they kind of all converge and they're ready to like fight. And then Siri or, or Voleth Mir and Siri's body does, does a scream and like splits the medallion tree in half to reveal that there's a monolith inside it, which is like, Surprise. Oh no, that's not good. And so then she uses, another scream to like shatter the monolith shred them with a bunch of chunks and then open a portal for a couple of basilisks to come through but not normal basilisks because the witches don't recognize what kind of they're like they're basilisks but they're they're very different um right so they're all fighting and Geralt uh is uh has Vesemir and other guy um <laughs> other guy use, yeah, yeah basically use, uh erden to to um trap her so that he can try and like you know get through to siri who's somewhere deep in, in deep in the subconscious um meanwhile the other witches are getting absolutely wrecked <laughs> yes. by, by yes. these vassalists <laughs> um which isn't it's not great but you know there's some cool sword fighting going on here too like uh the super acrobatic i'm pretty sure this dude was like asian like uh, mm-hmm. the yeah uh, yeah that that dude was cool he still dies <laughs> but he was cool he had some cool moments i kind of was hoping he would survive but yeah no poor yeah, guy i was kind of hoping maybe more than like just like lambert cohen and guy with an axe <laughs> i can't remember his <laughs> name either <laughs> it's real bad um anyways uh yeah so <laughs> that, this is the uh, podcast you come to when you want to know all the names of all the witchers on yeah, the show I, I gotta be honest they didn't think uh, that the names of those witchers were important so neither did i <laughs> yeah they just they really um, didn't make them a point to really point out the names and so yeah they're just not important sorry yeah um and i just i put a note here that just says Geralt is so cool um because i just want to point out how like cool yeah. <laughs> because one when she like shreds through them with like the 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 like chunks of the the monolith like uh she she sends them forward through them which most of them defend with with uh quinn and then comes back through to where most of them turn around to defend with Quinn. Meanwhile, Geralt just holds his sword behind him and uses Quinn, which I thought was sick. Uh, so it's, um, it's almost like walking away from an explosion without looking. Yeah. And then yeah. Vesemir comes up to like attack Siri during this situation while he's trying to get through to her. And he's not even looking. He's just blocking the attacks. And it was just like, this is so cool. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, he's like just dead on Siri. And he's just like, talk, 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 like over here behind him. And it's right. like, right. It's, it's yeah. so good. So much, um, so much about this. All, well, this entire scene shows that Geralt is just a level above the other witchers. 
Mm-hmm. Like he just responds in ways that the others don't. He anticipates things the way in ways the others don't. He figures things out faster than they do. And then even taking on the basilisks, like they're struggling in pairs to fight off these other basilisks. And you've mentioned it on the show before. The one that comes after him, he basically disembowels and tosses off the bridge like like it was nothing in a matter of a few seconds right it's really not much yeah right yeah it's and those extra mutagens bro like yeah yeah it, well yeah and um, and i mean the dude's got a lot of experience at this point like he he knows what he's doing the vesemir should have more experience and he still gets it's, messed up too. it's true it's true uh, but he's also kind of getting old he's at this old point. he's yeah. older it's yeah, yeah yeah um well also like lambert and uh cohen should the same amount of experience too sure but it's it is those extra mutagens like he is he is more and we've talked about this before he's he's heightened he's more advanced he's he, an advanced specimen he is right i'm talking about Geralt, not just henry cavill okay um, <laughs> both of them <laughs> both of them are advanced specimens <laughs> right. anyways mm-hmm. um so dirt we're back in the dreamscape um serious using this opportunity to try and learn more about the elder blood from from mousek asking about like her blood and and you know what's associated with it um which she doesn't get a whole lot of answers just uh you know that she descends from a long line of like very powerful women with powers um very powerful powerful women yes uh it's trying to figure out a way to say that very powerful women it was weird potent women yeah um Anyways, Geralt's voice is starting to like cut into the dream sequence. Um, mm. So Volathmir like doubles down. Is this is what I assume is her doubling down because she introduces Ciri's parents into this? Yeah, to try and like get that like lock on Ciri, which for now it works um, because she's just like, oh my god, my parents are alive. Um, there's 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 my dad who yeah uh that's that's my dad and then there's my mom with the really bad wig i don't <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> sure it was the, the, the wig job not great anyways um meanwhile volodmir she summons uh it's called the big bad basilisk it's supposed to be stronger and um uh, more powerful than the other basilisk also it's you know how you know this you know how you know this information that it's stronger and more powerful because, because one, video game logic there's a there's a stomp uh-huh. and it shakes the water right. kind of like any time the tyrannosaurus rex showed up in jurassic park you right know? right but also it's white right like video game logic it's a different color it's a than different the other one it's a different color it's right. like an albino like in in fallout Right. Like Fallout right. 4, the albino stuff was always more potent than yeah. the other ones. Yeah. Which, yeah, whatever. It's probably a little um, bit bigger too, but like video game logic, you know, like yeah. the one that shows up as a different color, you know, is going to be harder than the other one. This is the one in The Witcher 3 where you like it has like a full health bar rather than the other ones that just have like the regular health bars. Right. You know, that's, that's yeah. what this is. You yeah. did a quest to beat this one. Anyways, Geralt just absolutely bodies it and uh, whatever. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing. It's really nothing. Uh, he, he he blasts it in the face of Igni, cuts its face in half, and knocks it off the bridge. It's like, okay. Yeah, just boom. Sure. Done. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Vesemir, uh, unimpeded by Geralt's uh, blade that he can move at will without looking, um, just stabs Ciri 
Geralt rushes in to like stop him from stabbing Siri again. Um, but it really doesn't matter because it like she she just heals it. She just heals it over. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. We don't care about stabbing here. Um, but she kind of lets drop like the biggest flaw for her in this situation because she reveals essentially that she's feeding off of the hate that the witchers have mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. she's like feeding she's feeding off the pain that Francesca has she's it, the, and the pain that Francesca is inflicting by killing all these babies and like their mothers are <laughs> right. in extreme pain from that too sure. and then she's feeding off the hate uh, that the witchers are feeling for this and their pain from the ones yeah. that are like dying and suffering here yeah. like Palpatine um, she's like give in to your hate yeah, and your journey to the dark side shall be complete yeah, yeah. and yeah. Geralt's like mm-hmm. oh so that's what you're doing I have a solution let's not hate and he was like um, here's a hug I love you yeah he's like everybody let's <laughs> it's cuddle puddle time yeah. So uh, he basically gets, they all kind of gather up um, and like are offering their support to Siri, uh, which is starting to kind of shake the cage a bit. Um, and Volothmir is trying to use Siri's parents to like convince her to stay kind of like locked away in her mind. Uh, and then Yin uh, like cuts herself open and offers herself as the vessel because they realize that Volothmir needs a vessel in order to stay in the sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yin's kind of starts in her, you just see that her magic back because she starts whispering like an incantation and is like sucking Volothmir out of Siri. So uh, her magic's back, yeah. uh, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Self-sacrificial uh, moment. Wonderful moment of like redemption yes. for her messing up. Right. Um, nice, nice so movie she does in. that. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, in the dream sequence, uh, all of the, all of the major loved ones are starting to uh, fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, to which I point out a small little detail here. Yeah. That uh, like Calanthe, Bausak, and Pavetta all fade away, but Dooney does not. Right. Symbolic. He's yeah yes this this suggests something uh which i noticed that i was like that's clever that's clever Um, i wonder what people are going to think about that if they notice it i knew obviously but obviously obviously you knew toasty that's my job right that's that's your job that's your job um so uh she finally you know basically says like i gotta go home and uh manages to pull herself out of the dream sequence uh and then she wakes up Geralt's uh, or the the transfer is like fully complete but it's not like Volithmir hasn't taken control of Yennefer yet she's managing to kind of like hold her back uh so Geralt tells Siri like open up a portal so that we can like get Volithmir out of here um which Siri does opens up a portal super quick. The Yan Geralt and Siri get sucked into it and into this like desolate desert wasteland. Um, it's just terrifying. And then Volokhmir like kind, of, kind of thing, basically, yeah. Yeah. which really uh, helps to, 
to emphasize this next part when Volithmir uh, pulls herself from Yennefer and then manifests as a member of the Wild Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, the Wild Hunt's here. Wild who Hunt? The, who the. What? Hmm? Sorry, I'm getting uh, pinged. <laughs> <laughs> the Wild Hunt is uh, visiting you. The wild, oh, dear Uh-oh. God, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I need to run. Um, I think you said their yeah. name too many times. You've conjured them. Apparently. Um, but yeah, it's the Wild Hunts. Oh, don't keep and saying the name. That's, stop. The Wraiths of Morgog? Okay. Oh. Can I go with that? Yeah. Just don't say that two more times. Um, yeah, and they want they want Siri to join up. They're like... They, they want... Uh, come on adventure with us we'll give you a cool horse that floats in the sky come to the dark side we have free cookies <laughs> yeah uh no no there it's very creepy there's like speaking in this like ghostly raspy voice yeah yeah uh child of the elder blood starry-eyed daughter of chaos uh mm. join us mm. and it's like oh mm. oh dear yeah singing the songs like, of my people that sounds awesome yeah, we're just like we gotta go we gotta get out of here we don't we don't want this and so siri teleports them back uh just in time terrifying uh and then yin goes around healing um she heals cohen her magic's back obviously uh i like the little bit of uh, the, the little bit of uh banter that siri has with lambert because she tells him that he's breathing like a dying mammoth which <laughs> yeah. is what he told her uh-huh. back when she was on the pendulum <laughs> uh, which was great um and then vesemir is like trying to apologize for what he did and uh Geralt's like you know don't worry about it also we gotta go because the wraiths of Morgog. I'm only gonna say it one more time. <laughs> we just say WH. The WH. WH. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The WH. So, and then this last bit is like kind of like all these concluding bits where everyone's having like their big revelations and stuff. Hey, why don't um, why don't we why don't we save that for after the save that the, for after the mid? Okay, sure. We'll do the mid break right. and thank our patrons because right. they're so awesome. All right, so we'll be right back. Don't don't say WH one more time. We'll be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. Wild hunt. No! I knew you were going to do it! <laughs> Don't, you're going to conjure them. I had to. So I had to. We're, uh, we're here in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons, including Sean F. or Blixa the Cat who is our newest patron. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up. I play cyberpunk with them. That's awesome. And uh, man, you guys are awesome because because of our patrons, Toasty's going to dye his hair. Yep. Yep. Because we hit our goal. So you guys are awesome. And thank you to especially our higher vampire tier five patrons, Ben of Tamaria and Bane the Hospitaller. I think I said it right that time. I don't think that's the correct way to say it. Hospitaller. I'm going to let him have it. Hospitaller. Hospitaller? No, definitely not that one. Hospitaller. Hospitaller. How about that one? Probably none of those. Anyway, thanks for everybody who helps support the show, all 13 of you. And if you have enjoyed the show, if we've helped you with your commute to work, getting through your work, 
working out or your hang, first encounter with the wild hunt hanging oh god he said it again <laughs> or hanging out with the wh then go to patreon.com slash witcher lorecast and check out all the different tiers including the first tier where you get ad free episodes or the fourth tier where you get to join us on future episodes of the show and you get t-shirts or the third tier where you get stickers or any of the other tiers where you get all sorts of other stuff go check it out and were you, were you intending to say the names of the tiers and then you forgot no i was just calling them by number okay because it helps people like understand that so like there's like, different ones i just you know words just don't form my head very quickly because i'm on <laughs> medication for migraines and it makes my oh, brain slow so uh but anyway this uh your patron support helps fund the show and also helps pay for my migraine medication so we really do appreciate it because this is my career and this is uh part of toasty's extra stuff he does aside from his job and uh you know it keeps the show going so we really appreciate it also we don't have any new reviews or ratings or at least reviews to read out this week but we probably got some new ratings in but if you uh listen on apple Podcasts and want to drop us a five-star review with some words we'll read out your review on a future show and if you listen on spotify a five-star rating would be super duper welcome it really does help us uh make sure that other people are able to check out the show and find that it's probably something they want to listen to because you put some good words in there and let people know what it's about and they're more likely to trust your words than ours because we do the show but if you like the show and listen to it then you know it's it's a whole lot better to (laughs) coming from you guys anyway this is the end of the middle of the show let's get back with the rest of it here we go you smell of death and destiny heroics and heartbreak it's on you now Right, yeah. <laughs> Rob says, I think Tom's face really pulled that all together when he said the patrons help pay for his meds. I mean, it's true. It's true. I don't get uh, little little known or actually well-known fact. When you are self-employed, you don't get uh, health insurance. Wonderful system we have here in the U.S. I mean, I am on my, my wife's health insurance plan, so no, no fear with that. But yes, uh, you guys do help support me in a lot of ways. So thank you very much. Um, Toasty, let's talk about the uh, the conclusion bits. Conclusion bits. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, this is the kind of the stuff that happens at the end of the episode where it's like it's the stuff they do at the end of a season. Like if you yeah. watched a TV show before. The do you know what we're talking about? Right. Um, so first off, we got Tissaia spilling all the beans about Siri to <sighs> the the uh kings and queens of of the northern kingdoms. Um, which is cool because we get to except for except for uh Visimir, he's not there. Um he's he not there. So Mm -hmm. Uh, the other ones Uh, we get to see we get to meet queen uh meave which is cool yeah Um, that is cool she's gonna she's gonna come in at a very (laughs) she's gonna have a very funny role to play in the future which i appreciate (laughs) um it's funny it's funny when we get to that part um but basically uh, series enemy number one they want to kill her (laughs) yeah yeah so we're getting a little bit of foreshadowing with some of that stuff so that's fun yeah fun fun so, stuff uh and then uh we got ryan's and lydia meeting with what i assume is the boss because lydia refers to them as my lord um 
And Lydia is this is the first time we're seeing Lydia since she like inhaled series like blood mutagen and damn she is ugly. <laughs> yeah, so both of she them are now messed. She's like yeah. ghoulish. Yeah, she's like right. she looks half dead. Oh yeah, like he's yeah. got burn face, but she's like Bleh. yeah, she's yeah. Mm. It's it's rough. Um. So and then uh, Istrid uh, coming back in. Um. And he finds the the elves uh, like Francesca and Phil Evangel's group uh, and tells them about Siri being elder blood um, and uh, how she's the one that was prophesied in Ithleen's prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like oh, so every, now the, everybody's the like elves want them. This is basically yeah. everyone realizing that they want Siri for whatever reason. Yeah, so, this is I, I think this, the whole point here is that like end of season two moving into season three everybody knows everything about siri no surprises anymore everybody wants her f- for some other reason the right. northern kingdoms want to kill her uh the elves want to save her maybe worship her i don't know um <laughs> and then uh then we got the owl who heard this conversation um, that mm-hmm. uh, that Ister, this reveal that Istra did for the elves uh, and returns to Dijkstra uh, to tell him, you know, that hey, everyone knows about Siri now. By the way, uh, and then transforms into a human. Totally didn't see that coming. Who would have thought that that owl was more than it would appear? Um, I mean, they're just owls in Harry Potter. Yeah, most yeah. of the time. This one's not. This one's Philip Wildheart. Yeah, this one's a, a lady. Yeah. A lady sorceress. Lady sorcerer. A, a powerful. That's redundant. A la- la- lady, magic lady. Fair enough. A powerful one. Um, and then uh, we, we come back to Kaer Morin. Um, Yin's basically like asking for forgiveness. Get again. Geralt uh, doesn't want to forgive her. Uh, not, or he can't. He can't yet. Because, you know, she endangered his child and he's not cool with that. Yeah, he's but a grumpy also, dad. But also, he wants her to train his child. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, he has to at least, like, kind of trust her a little bit still. Um, her, her show of her self-sacrifice uh, was a, a good first step. Um, and then he talks about how uh, Villa Tritinmirth uh, said like how they were uh, kind of their love was like destined for each other, but like they needed something more or it was doomed to fail. And that Siri is that something more. Um, so they, Aww. they be, they're like, and then they kind of join Siri on the bridge and there's this like nice, like they're a family now. Yeah. I liked when they all joined hands and then uh, skipped, you know, in front of the rainbow through the um through the field and then sat down at the picnic table and then like opened up the basket and passed around the sandwiches that never happens in the witcher universe it's not allowed oh yeah yeah yeah. i was thinking about something different that was the hallmark movie i watched because my my father my father-in-law really there's always picnic tables and hallmark hallmark movies movies. Yeah. yeah that's a true story he but we did have a conversation a few weeks ago where he talked about how much he loves Hallmark movies. That's uncomfortable. Anyway, um, it was super uncomfortable. I believe it. Uh, 
anyways, uh, Geralt's kind of like, this is this is us being told things, but it's like Geralt's like, hey, I, you know, I just thought of these things, but it's them telling us information, essentially, um, and that uh, Volethmir was just using Siri so that she could get home because she didn't belong to the sphere. She belonged to a different sphere mm-hmm. and she wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. And so Siri was the key to leaving. So she mm-hmm. did. Um, and then he wonders about why Nilfgaard knew about Siri before everyone else. And as if they wanted to just directly answer this question, we find that out in the next scene where Emir has shown up to Sintra. Uh, Fragilla and Kair are explaining, you know, you know, the what they did, their their plan to get Francesca, you know, motivated. Um, so which Amir is like, Hey, shut up. I'm the one who ordered the death of the baby. Just (laughs) so you know, uh, because this is the best way I can find my daughter. Sup emperor dad, (laughs) which was like a huge reveal for anyone that doesn't know anything about the witcher, but for anyone else, we're like, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Straight up. If if you've played the games, you're like, yeah, that's that, that tracks. Yep. <laughs> You're yep. like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. So cool. That was the last thing. That was that was the big reveal. It was cool. It was a good episode. Tom, what do you rate? Are we rating? Or are we discussing? We're we're gonna we're gonna rate this. We gotta part discuss first. before we can rate. Gotta discuss. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah we gotta get to your controversy. Well, me I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a ton of controversy on this one. I mean, yeah, I, I already noted. Some. Well, I already noted. Okay, so I already noted the whole travel thing. That's like that, and these aren't necessarily my controversial things. I'm just noting. I I want to hang a lantern on some of the things that uh, the fan base has called out. That the fan base is like, eh, this part could have done been done better, guys. What are we doing here? Because my hope is with season three that when you have an issue of like traveling from Sintra to Kaer Morin and they hop on a horse and they show up an hour later and they're still arguing that that's like, they don't think anyone's going to notice this as like, this is a problem. <laughs> like, come on, you can do better than this. Like they could have written a better reason for them traveling that distance. Right. Hey, look, the pocket dimension that, uh, Volodymyr <laughs> was in was just like an hour away from Cameron. No big, I mean, like they could have written it in, like they could have had Volodymyr like mess with them and send them through some sort of portal that, they were able to figure their way out of or something, you know, and like just kind of, I mean, they got, they got like backed into the, the little like woods area that her hut was in, which was underneath a temple, which doesn't make any sense. So like weird sure. magic stuff, they could have, they could have had weird magic stuff that connected to the, uh, the thing Bola in the tree was nice enough to, to bring their horses along and, or they could have, like, uh, here's, here's what you could have done. They could have had like weird magic. So like she could have sucked them into some sort of like the, the realm that she was in the hut and they could have found like some exit portal that was tied directly to her that sucked them back to her actual location, which was in Caramoran or something like that. They could have come up with some magic-y reason that transported them, you know, a thousand miles, but they didn't. They just had them hop on horses and travel faster than the speed of light. You know, like, like, so this is like a weird thing for me. Like one, what happened to the dwarves? Because they were with 
That's right. Like <laughs> the dwarves are just like, ah, oh, we did our jobs. They just left. And they're just like, ah, we'll just keep on beating up the Cintron military. And know, like, like what? When, uh, what point did they leave them? Because like, she didn't kill Yaskier, who was also with her. Right. And, and he, he was wasn't on alive. horseback when they came into the place. Yeah, he would have but... been with the dwarves. So I guess they would have had to been there the whole way, which I... Yeah. So like weird stuff like that. Just uh, obviously it's not the focus of the main thrust of the like interesting bits of the episode. So they're not going to take the time to really explain it. But you don't have to leave a weird plot hole, especially one that's so obvious about travel like that. You could you can just explain that. And they've done good jobs. And this is the other weird part is they've done good jobs on other parts of the episodes this season. Actually explaining travel at times, you know, like. Geralt all of a sudden appearing in the library where um, what's his face is doing research because he jumped through a portal that Triss made, you know, like that explains how he traveled really far distance and he doesn't like and we got a glimpse about him not liking traveling in portals. Right. Like that's great that like, ex, you know, maybe maybe somehow Triss knew that they needed help and magic the portal for them to travel back to wherever, you know, like uh, you could have come up with something instead. They just had them hop on a horse. But I don't want to I don't want to keep beating this dead horse. Um, but that's that's just one of them. Uh, too soon. Uh, too soon. Um, yeah, man, we did just have a dead horse in the last episode. Uh Let's see. Anything else about the... Uh, I don't really have that many other complaints on the other this one other than just the convenience. I, I know there was like some big stuff about like Vesemir's Vesemir, behavior in this Vesemir's a little. He's kind of a little grumpy and he should just know a little bit more about what's going on and not be such a curmudgeon. He's very wishy-washy. He's very wishy-washy. I feel like he's because like, he I has... I want to kill Siri, and then he's like, all right, let's Saver, and then he's like i want to kill siri and then yeah, he's like oh, there, there right, is that saver there is that um it's a little and, weird uh yeah and i also feel like for being as wise as he is in the moments where they need him to be wise he doesn't seem to be the person that they can rely on it's always Geralt, and i get that like Geralt's the hero but he's the protagonist he's the protagonist but there are there are moments, especially in the games, the the Geralt that we know from The Witcher Two and The Witcher Three looks up to Vesemir not just as a father, but as a guide, and as a as a moral compass, and even as somebody who, in in the thick of it, he would rely on. Oftentimes, he would he would go with Vesemir's gut reaction on something before his own. That's the feeling I get from playing the games. And it's the opposite here. And that strikes me as odd. But I don't know. You've you've got more experience with the books than I do. Does that he doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah. So like he basically he's he's like says like a few words in one book. Otherwise, right. he's not important. So right. So so but for being somebody who's been around for so long and has trained so many witchers and has so much experience, I would I, I want I want Vesemir to be the kind of character that Geralt, even with as much experience as he has, can still look up to him as being even wiser than Geralt is. But he just in the show, he just doesn't come across that way. 
And maybe that's just a personal preference thing. I don't know. He just seems he seems to be just kind of a a guy who's done his best to to raise a bunch of kids who are just these, you know, wild and woolly witchers. And he doesn't always make the best choices. And I mean, he's, he's kind of just like a biker dad. He's <laughs> kind of who he is on the show. He looks right? like a biker dad. He looks like a biker dad. Um, and that's OK. I mean, that's, if that's who he has to be on the show, that's fine. Geralt's the protagonist. Geralt's gut is always going to be the best guide on the show. That's fine. So that's OK. Um, the other thing that my other complaints about this episode is that there are a whole lot of just like conveniences like it's the the witcher the tree with the medallions the really cool thing the fact that there's like a monolith inside the tree really convenient like it was like a hefty model like like this tree is like hollow essentially right like like it does there was hardly any room for like actual bark how did it it's like a weird like how did it grow right like was this something if the monoliths themselves and when we're digging back into lore stuff here, if the monoliths themselves were constructed and then the tree was grown around the monolith by like elves or like, how was that a thing? And then why was the fortress built around the tree? Like, how does any of that make sense? Like, there seems to be a lot there that's just kind of. I don't know. It's fantastical for no reason other than it's convenient to the story. And and this is just me spitballing because they didn't explain it at all, to be honest. Um, but if, because like we know Volith Mir was trapped by like the older witchers, like the past witchers, right? Assuming before Vesemir's time, because he doesn't have any clue. So right. we'll just have to pretend right. like he's it's, not like, it seems like he's telling stories that were passed down to him. Yeah. So right. like then before, like did Volith Mir go after this monolith the last time? And they were able to trap her before she could do anything. Probably because she wouldn't have, she probably wouldn't have been in possession of a child of the elder blood. So wouldn't have been able to like do the stuff she did with Siri. But like if she went after it and they were like, oh, that's real bad. They trapped her and they're like, well, we need to defend this monolith. But also we need to like conceal it so that no one else knows about it. And they were like, they like grew a tree around it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand how a tree could be grown around that, but whatever. And then they like built care more and or something, but like that wouldn't make sense because like the wolf witchers found care more right. They didn't like build care more. They just kind of like took it when it like, was no longer maybe being then used. They somehow figured out a way to grow the tree after they, found, but like that would mean that like care more was built around this monolith. So it's like real weird how like the the context plays out hopefully they explain it i don't think they will i think it's just gonna be they one of those things will, they just leave and then just gonna be if like they eh, tried to explain kind of it thing. it probably wouldn't make any sense anyways right so right. but it's still it's just like there's a tree around a monolith with care around it a lot of coincidences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here yeah i feel like they could have it would have made more sense if they had hinted at monoliths in other places because it's not like they don't have a character on the show who's been studying the monoliths like they could have dropped 
little bits of dialogue where he says things like, during my studies, I've found monoliths in the most unlikely of places. Some have been at the top of some mountains. Some have been inside um, vegetation. Some have been, you know, like he could have said a line like that as if they've been placed there for a reason or um, I mean, things have been grown around them. Stuff was built around them because right. like we yeah. know that happened in Sintra. I mean, the damn palace right. is like along a giant monolith. Right. So right. like people obviously wanted to build places around right. it. But so they could have foreshadowed it using a character who's been studying the monoliths and he could have simply listed out like, like, like they've been buried in caves. They've been, we've had structures, we've had palaces built around them. We've had fortifications, but in fact, I've even found monoliths that have had gardens and and plants built around them or grown around them. You know, like all of a sudden we'd, we'd go, Oh, that's really interesting. Monoliths in strange places, including nature. Weird. And then all of a sudden, it it a tree inside made. a tree. Oh, well, okay. Well, they've been in other places with p- plants and things. Oh, inside a tree. Well, that makes sense. Like all of a sudden, yeah. that would have clued us into like, and maybe some somebody who was paying enough attention would have been like, oh, I wonder if there's one inside the tree in Caremoran. You know that. Okay, now we've got some other reasons. Plus, now we have deeper lore that somebody else has been studying to say like, oh, there has been actually historically been reasons why they've been constructing things around the monoliths, right? It, it would have made Istrid's obsession with monoliths a lot more worthwhile. It totally would have. It totally <laughs> would have. He was super yeah. obsessed with monoliths and then provided zero answers for them. Right. <laughs> right. But and and that well. would have taken just like what two lines of dialogue for him to be like, this is super weird. And I've noticed a trend and this trend goes back in time to the conjunction of the spheres. And I don't know why there's this trend with some of these ancient peoples of constructing and growing things around monoliths. But I want to find out what the reason is. And maybe that's because they were trying to protect them or trying to use nature to dampen the magic or something. You know, maybe nature itself helps dampen the magic. That could be a reason for growing a tree around it. You know, like I can like you and I've had a conversation here for like just 10 minutes right right now just talking about this. And I just came up with some sort of like just magicked up a reason like nature itself can dampen the magic from another realm because it's tied to this realm because of just the fact that it's nature, you know, like who knows, but like maybe the ancient races figured that out. And so they built gardens and trees around the monoliths. And over time, many of those gardens and trees went away because they're actual living things that died and went away. Right. But in the case of Kermorin, it was inside, you know, a big old tree inside a fortification. And so it didn't go away. Now you've got yeah. a reason. Now you've got a reason why it's still freaking there and it totally makes sense. And now it doesn't feel weird at the end of the episode. Yeah, it, it, it it's definitely weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I just wanted to put a small note. Uh, I appreciate uh, the title sequence. They went like, they really go in on these title sequences yeah. for the yeah. season finales. Cause like season one was like all three of their symbols, are all all the all the symbols of all the episodes brought together to kind of form the symbol of like Geralt's Yennefer and Ciri together, yeah. and then this one was forming the tree out of like the conjunction of the spheres. They had like a whole conjunction of the spheres like title sequence, which was super cool. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, uh, and uh, I guess I guess last thing we talk about is some more Volith Mir stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Voleth Mir, member of the Wild Hunt. Yes, and I think that this... Well, you say what you're going to say, and then I'm going to add something. I was just going to say, like, I I don't think most people saw that coming. Yeah, uh, also, if unless you have... If you've just been watching the Netflix series, or if you've only played a little bit of the games, like you haven't finished The Witcher 3, um, the composition of The Wild Hunt might still be a mystery. So this idea that The Wild Hunt isn't just like this nameless group of like ghouls or magic-y beings, the fact that like the there are actual members of The Wild Hunt and they're individuals is a really cool thing. And something that uh, once once that was revealed to me, I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, like Volvathmir is is an individual, like an evil spirit, but an individual. Right. And so the uh, there are other members of the wild hunt and who and what they are is also interesting. So um, I think that that is important. Um, and I, I don't want to be too negative on this episode because I think there are a lot of good things about this episode. This episode is super exciting. There's a lot of cool stuff. It wraps up a lot of threads that they've, they've run throughout this, this season. Um, and for as many weird little problems that I've brought up on this episode, they did a very good job of threading a lot of these concepts through the, the elf child, the um, the issues with Siri, the uh, Volith Mir stuff, um, Geralt and Yen, uh, all of that, the Witchers, all of that stuff has threaded through and come to a conclusion here. And especially Volith Mir and the Wild Hunt and giving us an introduction to that. And the Wild Hunt, you can tell at this part in season two is going to be the big bad, I believe, for the entire show. I think we're going to get other members of the wild hunt throughout each of the seasons. And eventually we're going to get a culmination where the, the wild hunt manifests <laughs> and we're, they're going to have to deal with all of them and the end of the world scenario. At least that's my, that's my expectation for the you know end, what? for the end of the entire show. I, I think, I think, I think we just found our con our, our, our topic for next week. The Wild Hunt? I think so. You think we're going to, like, that's, it's really spoilery for anybody watching this, sh- this show, but we could yeah. do it. But I feel like a lot of people are asking, like, what is the significance of this thing? I yeah. feel like a lot of people are like, what, what is this? You know, it's obviously, they've been teasing it all season, mm-hmm. right? Because they yeah. talked about it in, in, in episode one, like seeing them go across the sky and so they've been talking about them and we finally get to see the manifestation of them yeah. and also the big bad for the season is a member of them right right i feel like people have questions and yeah. you know what? well Appreciate yeah well we could do uh, an overview and then we could leave some of the specifics to of the individual There's a lot of specifics members. like we'd need yeah, like, yeah. multiple episodes to oh, talk abs- about absolutely the wild hunt so yeah but maybe we do a kind of an overview episode sure that sounds good um yeah, but it's exciting. And I think if I think if they learn from some of the mistakes from this season for next season and they continue to uh, pull things a little bit back closer to where the books were, I think that next season uh, could be even better, you know. But overall, I think it was a good season. I mean, based on the like what they went from like season one to like season two, 
like my hands above that's the difference i feel like like you can see my season one hand season one hand is season that like two hand, is that like his jaw and season two hand it, is like way above is, his head it, you can't see it you, you can't, can't see it, see it on, it's off the camera screen. it's yeah. like it's in that's the, how that's how good it was right you know? like because it's off the camera it could be through the roof you don't know you don't know how how far his arm reaches because it's mm-hmm. off the camera it's out of the, i do have long screen. arms i have very long arms it could so be in space it could be through a portal you don't know yeah, I definitely have I have a monolith portal right here. Right there. So his his hand it, is now screen, in but... the wild hunt dimension. Yep. Yep. So far away. I like how many times you said wild hunt. After I'm trying to conjure them to, to say it. To you You're trying, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Like, wild hunt, please <laughs> come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess on our podcast, Volathmir? We've got some really questions great. about this season. Yeah, it would be really good. <laughs> Well, guys, I think that does it for this episode. Um, Thanks for tuning in. And we will be back to some more uh, deeper lore episodes. It looks like we'll be starting with the Wild Hunt next week. And of course, at the end of March, we'll be chatting with our patrons again. So thanks for being here. Uh, Toasty, you got anything cool going on? Anything you want to share? Ways people can reach out? Uh, Follow us uh, at the Witcher Lorecast on Twitter. Um, I guess if... uh, if you have any specific questions, uh, I'm not going to promise to answer your questions, but you have any specific questions (laughs) related to the wild hunt, put them, put put them in the discord. If they, if they go like too much in detail, then we'll probably have to wait since we're going to try and do like an overview. But, you know, I would like to answer some of the questions you have if I can. But like I said, if, if it requires too much detail that we're not ready to jump into just yet, it may not get answered. So just keep that in mind. But we might just say like, uh, it's a, we're not like, going to spoil we'll that yet. This. We'll, we'll bookmark them for later yeah. for sure. Yeah. But like it may not get answered next episode, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to it eventually for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in everybody. I, uh, I've got my shows. I just launched the Lord of the Rings lore cast, uh, just a little over a week ago. I just dropped the second episode today as we're recording this on Monday, the seventh. So if you're into the Lord of the Rings and you like these lore cast style shows and you like my style of content, then whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on, you can go ahead and just look up Lord of the Rings lore cast and go ahead and bookmark that or just subscribe to it. It's free. So just go ahead and listen to it. And uh, two episodes diving deep into the lore of the Lord of the Rings, starting with the creation of Tolkien's Middle Earth and the world of everything that he's created. And we're just going to go into all the content from the beginning of time onward to teach you all about everything that he's done. So go check that out. Also, I am continuing to raise money for Ukraine because that whole situation absolutely sucks because nobody should be attacking anybody's land and trying to kill and murder people so um this started out as illegal uh military things yeah no the whole thing vacuum bombs are terrible what the hell yeah putin just needs to chill the f out anyway um so i'm raising money for medical supplies for people in need who are defending their homeland from invaders so this started out as i was like maybe the community can raise 100 bucks and i'll match that first 100 bucks and now we've raised 529 dollars so the next goal is 600 holy crap uh amazing thank you to all of the community and there is a link in the show notes uh also live chat there is a link in the live chat so if you're watching this live you can donate on there and um if you're checking this out later on just look in the show notes or you can log on to the robots radio discord under the announcement channel there is a link in that channel as well and uh you just have to click the link and then uh 
and you can just uh, you know help support. So um, here, I'm just going to repost it in the live chat for you guys. And uh, please and thank you for everybody willing to support. I'm sure you know going without a coffee for a little bit in order to buy something to help save somebody's life and you know keep from them from bleeding out would be extremely worth it so uh thank you to everyone this has really been a huge uh benefit to a lot of people but even just personally to me because I, I felt super super bummed out about it and now i feel like i'm able to actually do something about it and um i know a lot of you guys feel the same way I do. So thank you so much. All right. So that's the end of the episode. Thank you for being here. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, stay safe on the path. All right. See you guys later. Bye everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.